and welcome to another episode of Nikki Jameson Art Talks, a podcast where we artists share our thoughts, challenges, inspirations and our creative life. I'm Nikki Jameson and today we are going down under with my guest, artist Trish Hoskin, talented painter, photographer and digital artist. Let's let's get started. So, Trish, tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us how you began your creative journey. I'll let you introduce yourself. It's always much sure, more fun that sure. way. <laughs> okay. Um, so, my name is Trish Hoskin and obviously I'm down um, from Australia and I guess my artwork, I worked a little bit at school and didn't really do too much more with it. Um, till I left school and even then I never really I've always loved art but never actually did anything with it and um, it wasn't until about 2000 um, when I was going to deciding to go over back to England again and I thought you know I love all these little lovely watercolors so I'd love to be able to paint watercolors so I took myself off to a course near home for about a year and fiddled around a bit and really couldn't get going with it. And uh, so off I went to England, and of course I never painted anything the whole time I was there. <laughs> but um, I ended up, I came home and I'd been reading a few magazines and saw um, a painter down in Tasmania. And I uh, thought, right, I'm going to go off to him. So off I went for a week's course, and I learnt more in the first day than I had in the whole year at the other place. So that was amazing. Um, and then I did a few things, put some work in a few exhibitions and the first exhibition I actually sold the four pieces I put in, which was a bit of a shock horror for me. <laughs> and yeah, I know. And anyway, a lady came up to me and said, oh, um, I'm a friend of your mum's um, and can I talk to you about your art and can we have a look at your work? I said, sure. And she walked around and she went, well, you've sold all your pieces, so I've got nothing to tell you. And I just laughed. <laughs> and she said, she said, would you like to join our art society? I said, well, actually, I've been looking for one. So anyway, long story short, I joined the art society, been there for, I was there for 10 years and I ended up being president for six, which ended up as usual, you know, you do a lot of paperwork and you end up not doing any of your own art, you're helping everybody else and not doing anything. So and towards the end, I'd got a little bit despondent because I was doing what everybody else was doing and it wasn't me. And uh, so I wanted to find something that was me and I moved on to photography. And um, I never really wanted to be technical with it because I was always artistic. I wanted to, you know, find something in, in the photograph of being artistic rather than learning all the technical jargon with cameras and stuff. And to, the, and to date, I'm still the same, really. I, you know, yes, I probably should learn some more, you know, of the technical terms, but I just, um, I think my artwork helped me, you know, the rule of thirds, the wow factor, etc. It was just easy to, to take a photo based on what I saw and what I wanted to do with it. And um, I still wasn't really happy. And in the end, I was flipping through some emails. I used to get hundreds of emails from different places. I'd always subscribe to these places thinking I was going to do a million things with it and never really did and then one day I opened up one and it was um, I think it was part of the five-day deal that came along with um, um, 
oh, you get millions of emails and it's everything, all these um, people got together and put together packages of, you know, learning all sorts of bits and pieces. Anyway, I was flipping through the email and I scrolled up and I saw this one and it was for um, the photo artistic um, life. I think it was, I can't remember the name of it. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. And with Sebastian Michaels. And I opened up the first page and I went, oh, my God, that is it. This is what I want to do. How do you do that? How do you do that? <laughs> so, of course, I had to join. And from then on, like, I, I only knew a little bit about it, Photoshop. And I was really struggling with that as well. And, like, once I started that course, it was just like, oh, my eyes were just open. My mind was open. Everything, you know. So I did his course and then I found out that there was the awake course and I wrote to him and said I just missed out on the on the course and I said, Oh, you know, do you let anybody else in? Is there gonna be another one next year? And he said, Well, as a matter of fact, I'm actually opening it up in July and um you need to show me some of your work to see if you're good enough to, you know, to go in. So I found a couple of people that had done some of the trips in Venice and sent them off to him. And he said, oh, well, yeah, okay, you're ready. <laughs> and he said, look, I'll tell you what, it's only a couple of weeks in July. Would you like to join now? I went, yes, please. <laughs> so I joined and, um, you know, it was just, again, my eyes were just boggling with so much fantastic stuff and information and, and learning. I mean, my my skill of Photoshop went from zero to about, 80 in like weeks you know it was just amazing it's like oh my god is that how you do that <laughs> you know I'd been going around it such a long way and um anyway then eventually I joined his Kaizen group as well um and it's just taken me me huge heights you know that so yeah so that's where I've come to today <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's quite the journey, and uh, <laughs> we've been in the same uh, awake group and the Kaizen group. Although you've done more in Kaizen than I have, actually. Yeah, to, <laughs> well, <laughs> it's all I can do to keep up with the awake uh, I um, stuff. And I, uh, you know, and I think as you you'll probably appreciate, once you're in the awake group, there's so much you can do. So much becomes open to you with uh, photo artistry that you can branch off into different directions. And um, it's really interesting. As you were talking, I was I was actually thinking about agreeing with what you with what you were saying as to when I first saw I can't remember how I first came across the photo artistry but it came just at the right time I was actually on the the arty side of photography right I took mm -hmm. photo photos and like you I never was interested in the technical aspect of photography at all yep. Yep. you know it, it just really bored me I mean it was yeah, interesting exactly. and I yeah. and I knew enough just to be dangerous <laughs> <laughs> But, it, I, I mean, my eyes would glaze over when people started talking technicalities of cameras and, and, and lenses and this. And it was like, really? This is not this is not me. This is I, but I didn't know what it was I wanted other than to express what I felt through my photography. But it was like, OK, so so where does this go from here? You know, mm -hmm. and then I saw when I, when I saw the photo artistry thing, I thought that is it. That yep. is it was just like. No question. <laughs> so I thought, <laughs> that is me. Yeah, yeah. The light came, you know, angels sang. I heard hallelujahs. And <laughs> I said, 
get me at it. And uh, I, I remember I stayed up. I think there was a, a countdown to sort of join at midnight. I don't know whether it were, or the or January 1st or something like that. I don't know whether it was mm-hmm. that one or the wake course. And I was up waiting for the countdown to <laughs> for the thing to open. Oh, my God. <laughs> So that was the impact of the photo artistry and the wake and uh, later the awake courses. So I'm I'm completely with you on that. Yeah. I just had to because yeah. it's just fascinating how similar our you know artistic stories are at least when it comes yeah. to photo art and, and and so on and probably in a lot more. So yeah, so that's quite the journey, Trish. Thank you very mm-hmm. much for sharing that uh, with sure. with us. <laughs> so your art is very it, it's beautiful. It's oh, totally beautiful. <laughs> I'm always blown away when I when I see it. It's it's very intricate, varied. So how did you said how you you joined the Awake and the Kaizen and photo artistry? So how did you take it in the direction that you have it now? Because I know it's many. Um, I know you do varied art, but you do a particular type of art which I I really really love. I love all of it. But how did you come to be oh. doing the specific one? Your the specific form that you're doing because you know there there are many many types of uh, photo art there's just no there's, the horizon is not limited at all so what made you settle no. on what you're doing now um it's hard, be hard to explain actually i mean i've looked at all the other artists work in in awake and kaizen and all the beautiful you know figures and all that sort of stuff and and i found that i didn't want to follow the tribe as it were because um, if if you look in our magazines, whilst some of the stuff is absolutely amazing, it's, it just wasn't me. And um, so I sort of wanted to find my own thing. So, you know, I, I looked at a lot of people's work and thought, well, I like that or I don't like that or I could never do that or whatever. Um, and then part of it was because I actually am also on um, two designer teams, um, one being Foxy Squirrel. Um, which is Teddy Rushman's work, and also Anna Asnes. And Anna Asnes probably took my eye long earlier on in the piece, and I used to love everything she did. Um, and I could never really work out how they did it, so then I watched every YouTube video there was and every everything she had and every course she put out I did and um, just loved her work. And, and somehow through looking at it, looking at the videos, just some something came to me and it's just like, well, this is how I want to do it. I want it to be, I mean, obviously I love floral work. So a lot of my work involves florals, but in the last 12 months, I've also had a passion for architectural styles and architectural work and um, a bit of like Jen Maddox does, um, I can't think of the name of the work now, but um, a lot of... Um, mixtures and loads and loads of architectural style things loaded one on top of the other on top of the other to form a story and so I tried to make a story out of my pieces um, and then it was funny because you know I'd always think oh I would love to be on Anna Astrid's team you know how would I ever get there I don't think my work's good enough and all this sort of stuff and I don't know one day I answered an email from her or something I can't remember what it was about and then she came back and she said to me, um, I'd like to ask you something. I went, oh, sure. You know, <laughs> what do you want to ask me? And she said, I, I think you'd be great on it, on my team. And I'm just like falling on the floor going, you're kidding me. Oh, my God. <laughs> something that I, you know, aspired to and thought I could never get there. And 
So I've been on a team for over a year now and I think being amongst a team, you, we get to see a lot of stuff before it goes to the general public, as it were, and we've got our own, you know, like own group. Um, she's got a lot of people on her design team, so you get to mix with those people and see their work. And so it just triggered something that made me see what I want to do. And even now, I, I have doubts some days of what I'm doing. I go, oh, I don't like that. And yet I think, well, I'll put it up on the group and see what happens and wait to get any feedback, you know, good or negative, just to see you know, where it's going. And it's amazing how people go, oh, my God, that's that's amazing. And I go, oh, thanks, you know, because you often doubt yourself, um, you know, where you're going and what you're doing. And and it got to the point where I just thought, well, this is me, this is who I am and this is my work. And whether people like it or not, I'm not going to, you know, worry about it because I got told once that it's none of your business what other people think of you. And that resonates a lot with me because it's like, you know, in life, in, in art, in life, in anything, you know, you just got to get on and be yourself and do your own thing. So that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, know, that's, I, <laughs> that's, no, that's really, really, that's really true and spot yeah. on. And I want to talk about that. Just go back to that uh, point. Mm. Um, I think that's just, uh, I, I, like I said, I, I love your work and I've noticed that uh, you really have, have it with the, with the florals. I mean, I wish I could do florals like that. <laughs> and also the art architecture we're going to talk a little bit about that in a minute um, with your travels to England and so on but you also have Australian architectural pieces that yep. you've done which are which yep. are really excellent yeah. um, but also the point especially as artists it's so important to not be swayed by uh, the tribe in a way as you as, as you said to, to yep. find your own feet and your own and we, for us to find our own voices and to I, I think it takes a little bit of, uh, I don't know, just, just trying things, but to realize that other people's opinions are not important, right? Because you can have a hundred opinions, but what really matters is is what you think of your work, right? And what, and what you are doing. And I think as artists, it's really important to remember that. It's such a key point because there's so much that we see and sometimes we tend to be um, not very confident in our work, right? So mm. unless <laughs> unless we get uh, validation from outside, it seems that we think that oh, our work is not good, which might not be the case. And, um, and it's, it's such a, an important exercise for, for us, you know, even going through life, even for anything, not just art, but art in particular, because we're, we're putting our work out there and it's part of, it's part of us in a way, right? So, yeah, yeah. so we have to really re remember that, that uh, other people's opinions of, of us or our work is really not our, really not our business and we, mm -hmm. we need to know where our, fo where our focus is. Mm -hmm. So thank you very much for sharing that. So Trish... I know you travel a lot, and one of the other things we have in common, apart from our uh, our art, is that uh, you travel to. I know you love London. <laughs> you love my hometown. <laughs> you love my hometown, <laughs> my wonderful, beautiful city of London, and you create. Uh, you you create art. I mean, apart from the art that you create, you actually do like a story, you know, around your travels. And I know you went for the Princess. Diana memorial some yeah. time back yeah that was that's that was a real 
real undertaking, right? It started off, I've followed uh, Princess Diana ever since she started, you know, seeing Charles and all oh, the way wow. <laughs> And um, I, I love England and obviously London because, I mean, I think I must have been born there in another life. It just feels <laughs> like home to me. Um, but, I mean, obviously had five generations back, you know, we're English and Scottish and not, not Scottish, English and Irish, whatever. But um, I, the first time I ever went to England was um, in 1985. And um, I don't know, just twigged, you know, and I just love it. And I think I've been to London now eight times. And um, every time, and it's really funny because every time I drive over, you know, come in from the airport, go over to Hammersmith, fly over, it's just like, ah. <sighs> I'm here, yeah. <laughs> and I do have um, my best friend who I started work with um, nearly 40 years ago, lives in London now with her husband. They've been there for about 15 years. He's English and she's Australian. So I have stayed with them a couple of times, but I've also stayed in lots of different hotels around London. Um, but London to me is just, I don't know, it's just so, I mean, I know there's lots of issues everywhere with any city, but um, I, I even ended up writing a book about um, um, my, you know, coming home to my, what I call coming home to my London. <laughs> and, and it got published and everything, you know, on, it's on all of the, you know, Amazon and whatever, whatever. But um, it, it's, just, it's just a lovely place. And, uh, you know, I'm, I love architecture. I love history. So it just resonates everything with me. I've been to the States I've been to through Europe. I've been to the states. I think about six or seven times. Been to a bit of Canada, um, Europe. You know, everywhere. But I just, I do love to come back to to London all the time. And every time I go, I write myself a list of all the things I want to see. And sometimes it's just, you know, you, you hear a lot. I mean, I watch the TV all the time with all the different TV shows about London. Oh, I've been there, been there, been there. You know, all that sort of stuff. Um, but um, every time I go, I write myself a list of all little places to see and do, and you know, and I tick them off as I go. And it might be just like last time I went, um, we you know wandered all around through Fleet Street and all through you know back of the church um, behind you know the Fleet Street area and all that sort of stuff. Um, and the reason I, I actually went um, in 2017 was <clears throat> when Princess Diana died. Obviously, I was devastated because she, I mean she's the same age as me but obviously I'm nowhere near any as glamorous or beautiful as she is but um you know I just felt it just hit me like a ton of bricks you know it was really sad um and I had just started the job I'm in now 22 years ago and um I couldn't go you know like I couldn't ask for time off to go to the funeral I, I was so desperate I would have slept on the streets I just wanted to be there you know and I couldn't go. And um, so then I did get to go in 2004 and I managed to go out to Althorpe and visit the grave and all that sort of stuff. And uh, it was like, yep, enough, you know, she's gone, get get over it, <laughs> that sort of thing. But then when, when the 20th anniversary was coming around, I thought, oh, you know, I'd really love to be there. And it was it was a really bad time um, for work. We were really busy with this big project. Um, we have a user forum for part of my software company every year, and it was going to be then. And I just thought, I can't dare ask my boss for the time off. He'll just kill me. He'll say, no way, you know. And I'd said to my girlfriend, look, if I can come, you know, can I stay with you? She said, of course you can, you know. 
So anyway, I took the chance. I thought I can only be away a short time. I could be away 12 working days. You know, that's not too bad. And I know that's really a short time to come all that way, but I just thought, oh, no. no, I'm going to go. I'm going to do it. Anyway, my boss, like, waited for about two days before he answered, and I thought, oh, he's going to say no. And then he went, yeah, all right. <laughs> that's like, oh, good. Oh my, god, oh, my God, oh, my God. So, um. I, I decided I had to be there for the day and and it was amazing. It just, you know, I was so annoyed with myself though because the day before I didn't even click that um, Harry and William and Kate might have gone out to see the flowers around Kensington Palace. And so I took a trip up the Thames up to um, Hampton Court Palace and uh, I came back on the news. It's like, you've got to be joking. I missed them, you know, because obviously oh, wow. they they wouldn't be there on the day, you know, it's too much for them to be there on the day. But yeah. I actually I actually had a bit of fun because I, I left early and I, I went up to Kensington High Street and found the flower shop and I promised a girl in our awake group in New South Wales I'd take some flowers for her as well and my mum. So I had three bunches of flowers, you know, I put them there and by the gates and I sat I stayed there pretty well all day. And um, I was really, it was really funny because there was all these people I knew, um, like you'd seen on telly that had been interviewed and all that sort of stuff. And there's me taking photos. I felt really bad. I was taking photos of flowers because I couldn't use these afterwards in my artwork. Of course. And, uh, <laughs> taking photos of, there was a florist there actually creating this beautiful wreath. Um, so do you mind if I take photos? She said, oh, no, you know, so away I went. And then um, I was standing there and I saw this guy and I thought, yeah, I know you. I reckon you're the guy. We have a morning show on Australia called Sunrise and he's like, he, he's the, he's actually the foreign correspondent um, bureau chief for, for Channel 7 in Australia. And of course, he's based in London, so he gets to go to all the places. So I reckon that's you. And, um, but I thought, oh, no. Anyway, when I was, I had to go to Lou at one stage, I was walking up and I, I could see he had a microphone in his hand that had an up Channel 7 on it. And I thought, it is him. So I just thought, oh, here's a go. <laughs> so I just walked up and said, oh, you know, you're from Channel 7 Sunrise, aren't you? And he went, oh, yeah, oh, an Aussie, you know. So we started ch chatting and he said, why are you here? And I said, oh, look, I've come all the way, you know, just for this. And he went, you're joking. And I said, no, I'm not. So then he said, oh, can I interview? I went, sure. <laughs> Oh, my so word. Up, so I ended up on national television Australia. <laughs> oh, I you're got, kidding. No, and I, and I got the tape when I got home. And everyone in all my friends who now my awake group and people at work are texting me, we just saw you on the Channel 7 News. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got interviewed by the one of the big papers in London and I, I got a picture of myself. They took a, made me walk over by the flowers and took a photo and everything. And uh, I got this big article written in one of the, I can't think of the magazine in the paper, but it was in the paper. And, uh, and then I saw... Um, Oh, the guy that wrote her book, Andrew Morton. And I thought, oh, my God, that's Andrew Morton. So oh, hobnobbing with... I know. Hobnobbing with all these famous people, you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's like a, it's like a film. <laughs> so he was, he was getting interviewed by a Spanish TV thing, and I thought, I want a photo with him. And so I had to keep waiting, and, like, this Spanish lady was, like, pushing me out the way, and I thought, go away, go away. I'm going to... Anyway, finally, when he finished, I just said, oh, Andrew, um, I've just come from Australia. Can I... Oh, can I have a photo? And he, of course. So I, I handed my phone to the 
Spanish lady who was interviewing him. She took the photo with him, with me. So I've got a photo of me standing next to him as well. So it was, it was this amazing thing that, you know, there I was. I'd gone to do this, you know, and I sort of combined, you know, I, I was really sad about it, but it was good in the end. It was like, okay, enough already, you know, she really is gone. There's nothing I can do about it. But I just felt I had to do it, you know. But the whole time I made such an effort of being there for such a short time to try and capture as many photos as I could because, you know, I probably took, I don't know, 1,200, 1,300 photos while I was away. And you use use them in your – you use a lot of them in your arm, not just to – Absolutely. You know, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so that was – that is that's what a story. <laughs> what a story. That's something that's a lifelong memory that you could oh, just yeah, uh, never forget, really. No, that just that is and how and how great that you you know, you just went for it, you went even though it's for a short time, you went and mm. did what you wanted to do, what was really important to you and all those yeah. other things just came into it while you were taking exactly. pi- pictures of the flowers. <laughs> and then you had pictures taken of you taking pictures of the flowers. Exactly. <laughs> and it's just amazing. <laughs> oh, such is life. But that's yeah. that's that's such a cool story. That is real really a cool story. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on. I could talk about that for ages, but we have to talk about other things as well here because we want to hear more about you, more from more about you. Okay, so so you've talked a bit about what inspires the art you create. Um, so I think what I'm going to ask you now is, what inspires you to keep growing, um, keep growing creatively, and and how do you stay motivated and inspired? Ah, that's interesting. <laughs> um, I know. <laughs> sometimes I can be very uh, motivated. Sometimes I can be very demotivated. And sometimes it's hard because, again, I'll look at the work of others. And as I said, I'll go look at it and go, oh, my goodness, I can't do that. And my work's not good and, you know, all this sort of stuff. And then I go smack myself around a bit and say, stop being ridiculous. Just, you know, just get on with it and do it. And a lot of it is, um, I've got this mad, I'm a bit of a, I'm not, um, what's the word, Um, oh, God, Uh, anal. (laughs) Anal retentive. Anal retentive, that's what I'm thinking (laughs) of. Um, But I do like to keep things in nice, you know, nice, neat order and all my photos in folders and, you know, like, um, if I've got a folder of flowers, then it's a subfolders of roses and geraniums and, you know, tulips and whatever, whatever. <laughs> you are so organized. I mean, <laughs> I am organized, but I think you're organized to the nth degree. I think you would put me to shame here. <laughs> so um, I, sometimes if I'm not motivated, I actually will spend a bit of time you know, sorting out my stuff because obviously I, you know, I use a Windows PC, um, but I also have an iPad and an iPhone. And I use, lately I use my iPhone a lot because my big DSLR is broken and I really can't afford to fix it at the moment. So I don't even know what's the matter with it. But uh, so I've been using, I've got the latest iPhone and it's just amazing. I mean, obviously you can't take long distance stuff, but most of the things I'm taking things for are perfect, you know. So, um, of course, as soon as you get back into, you know, your own Wi-Fi, et cetera, everything's getting downloaded into iCloud and all that sort of stuff. Of course, iCloud, just everything dumps it. and dumps you know, it, yeah. 
don't like about Apple is the way it stores its photos. But anyway, that's another saga for another time. <laughs> for another time. <laughs> yeah, so I do try and stick as soon as I, you know, like within a couple of days, if I've taken a lot of photos and then I go in and they get downloaded, I straight away start to sort them into either, you know, like family, friends, flowers, buildings, um, whatever. I mean, I keep photos, you know, folders if I've, if I've been like to England, you know, England trip 2017, whatever, whatever. Um, but mostly, you know, if day-to-day photos or if I've just gone to somewhere locally um, to take photos, like, for instance, recently we had, um, I mean, General Motors in Australia is dead, <laughs> and um, there was a massive factory quite near to me where I drive past it to go to work every day, and the building's been sitting there empty for, oh, 15 years or so, and I don't know who's got it now, but it's actually been just demolished probably maybe six or seven months ago and they started demolishing it and as they were pulling all the roof and timber off there's these massive girders you know being opened up and displayed and I'm going oh wow so and of course it was all boarded up and you couldn't get near it but if you stood across the road you could actually get a good view so I'm thinking hmm here's a way to go so I started photographing it from when it started to be pulled down right till the empty block and I was getting the most amazing pictures and I mean they don't build buildings like that anymore you know there's these massive steel girders um, and you know really unusual metal frames and things like that so I was getting all these pictures and the more I got the more excited I was getting so every time they download an iCloud I had to drag them all and I kept a you know a folder called hold you know because we always called it holds um, and I dragged them all into there. And, of course, as, uh, going back to how I create and, and how do I stay motivated, I'll, as I'm sorting out my photos, I'll, I'll decide to open up a folder and I'll flip through it. And they might be photos I've taken a year ago or 18 months ago. And all of a sudden I'll see a photo and I'll go, oh, wow, I could do something with that. Or, oh, gee, I like that. I forgot I'd taken that. <laughs> And um, so then I'll start to think about, how, you know, what could I do with it and, and what could I use it for? And sometimes I go, you know, like, no, nah, I really can't think of anything. Or then I'll start to think about some of the products, you know, because as you know, every month we get a load of stuff from Kaizen um, and I get, you know, stuff to be able to use based on being on the two creative teams. And I just look at stuff and go, oh, could look really good with that you know um or oh I like that then I could use that background and that this and that that you know and I start formulating you know an idea in my head and I walk around all the time I know we've been told in our groups but I tend to do it as a little um just a a lined book that I keep and as soon as I you know I can be sitting at work trying to work out a problem at work and something will spring to my head and I'll just leave the problem at work and write down go work on the art (laughs) (laughs) but it helps sometimes because it breaks the monotony of work or the if I'm stressed at work it's you know stopping for five minutes and writing something quickly down then coming back to my problem um you know it does help yeah so yeah so, you know, I sort of, a lot of my ideas will come from looking at my own photos um, and deciding to do something with those or just looking at the actual product we're given or we get as part of our group 
and just seeing like it might even just be a colored stain or it might be a background paper or it might be a brush and I'll just go oh I like that oh yes I think I can do something with that or just an idea will just pop into my head without even realizing it so I mean most of the time you know I did have a bit of a um, lull over Christmas and I think it might have been because I'd had such a horrendous year at work really busy and I'd even had to go over to Manila for work for uh, nine, ten days. And so I'd just been on the go, on the go, on the go. And then I finally stopped. And I think my whole body almost shut down um, and mind and everything, you know. So it left me feeling very unmotivated. So I did spend most of that time, you know, when I did sit at the computer and do something, was really just sorting my photos and sorting my images um just to give me something to do but it ended up you know I thought oh I did find a lot of things that I could do and I've just gradually in the last two or three weeks started to get back going righto let's get stuck in here I you know I need because we've got a lot of groups we have to post stuff to as well so I knew I was behind in that so it's like come on get on with it you know move your butt (laughs) (laughs) but that's that's that is really uh, it's it's really interesting though because we do have times when we kind of particularly if we've been overtaxing ourselves and maybe mm. overdoing it a little bit where you know your body will just say okay enough and you yep. just no matter what you do <clears throat> you can't um you can't you don't feel that you can physically create something That's at right, that particular yeah. point in time but it mm. doesn't mean that you can't do something else like for you sorting through your photos and looking at what you might be able to do with things and really interestingly you actually look at the actual backgrounds as well you know the the textures and backgrounds as well which can spark off something which is which is really interesting cuz you know I, sometimes i look at people You are listening to Nikki Jameson Art Talks, a podcast about our creative life, with guest artist Trish Hoskin, all the way from Australia. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can support us by sharing, liking, subscribing to the podcast, and giving us a review on iTunes. Let's get back to the interview.
you know, resonates with, gee, I could really do something with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could really do something like that. How many hundreds of times have I said something like that to myself? I'm just thinking, yeah, <laughs> mm, that might be so, that might be something I could use. I used to do, um, I still do actually. I take pictures of brick walls, of you know, like yeah, typical yeah. like brick if I see something, or I'll take pictures of tree bark. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and I say I must have I can do something with this yep. whether I actually do something with it is another story but know. you know you there, there's a hundred thousand photos hundreds <laughs> yeah a hundred thousand photos and an, another hundred thousand in textures <laughs> but exactly. the, I think the point there is that there's potential and you never yeah. know what can become of something so rather than leaving the opportunity it's yeah. good to to just explore that potential right yeah 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 so can you share with us a bit about how your art has impacted your life and maybe the life of others? Mm. Well, I think um, for me, um, art for me is a release from life <laughs> in general. Um, I, as, as I said, I work full time. It's a very stressful, it's an enjoyable job, but it's very stressful and always there's a drama, you know, trying to get something done on time or trying to push you know, I've got a group of developers that I look after and, you know, you're trying to get them to work to a deadline and sometimes it's hard um, dealing with, you know, different personalities. So work is always full on and stressful. And um, ages ago I was with um, the same company but we had a lot of group of people and it was a bit hard because um, just it got uh, it's hard, hard to say, but it got really difficult. And so I used to think I have to find something that when I walk out of this place, I can pick something up and do it and it's going to make me feel better and my life enjoyable. So I, I made a pact with myself probably uh, 10 or 15 years ago that when I walk out the door at night, whether it be sometimes it's 4.30, sometimes it's 6 o'clock, sometimes it's 6.30, whatever, the minute I walk out that door, get in my car and drive out the driveway from work, work's finished for the day. I do not think about it. I do not worry about it. Um, and then I'll be either thinking about what I'm going to do that evening or what, what's next on my plate or what's on my list of chores to do. Obviously, being on a couple of designer teams, I have to have some deadlines to do some stuff. So, you know, I know when those deadlines are. So it might be, depending on the day, I'm thinking about, you know, how I'm going to do the deadline and that sort of thing. Um, and then just, you know, that's that's how I make it impact on my life. It, it relieves stress. Um, if I'm upset, sometimes getting in front of my computer and playing just takes that stress away. Um, I like to create things for other people, um, you know, a piece of art or a really nice card. Um, and it's also, I've had a lot of friends say, I really love to do that. Will you teach me how to do that? I've got a couple of friends waiting. They really want me to show them how to do some of the stuff I've been doing with Anna they bought some of her templates to do their travel I've done some travel books for people and I've just actually finished a 40 page one for my sister ready to get it sent to the printers for her um, so I like to do things for others as well as myself but mostly it's for me to have something to do you know like I don't have children um, so you know, some people have children and their lives consumed by that, and great, that's good luck for them. Um, I have lots of nieces and nephews and great nieces and nephews who I love to bits, but um, they're not in my life constantly. So 
you know, there is a big void in my life, but my art is my my part, my baby. <laughs> um, I do have a partner and I've got, you know, elderly, elderly mother that I'll, you know, help look after and, and be with and love to be with her. But, um, again, sometimes you just need to step away from everybody and come back to art and that's that's me, you know, that's what I need. And I need it every, almost every day. I need to do something daily, even if it's sitting, writing some ideas down or thinking about what I'm going to do. But I, at some point in my day, there has to be art. <laughs> oh, no, I, absolutely. I mean, and it, it shouldn't even be – I mean, it's it's important and it should be there and mm, central. Yep, and uh, yep. I love the way you've, you've, you've made it. You've made that pact with yourself and you're, mm. and you're doing it. Because yeah. really, that it, it, it is your artistic life, and um, it's important. And for anything that's important in our lives, we have to work at making sure it remains front and center, or as front mm. and center as it as we can conceivably get it to be, right? Because yeah, uh, absolutely. and and it's not all, it it doesn't just happen, right? It uh, no. we. we <laughs> I know what you, I, I really do know what you mean because I have the same kind of I suspect we do the same kind of role as far as our day job is con- is concerned yeah. and uh exactly that art is like you know it's it's like a completely other other world and you know more important to me than the other thing but I have to exactly. do the other thing for now but it is important <laughs> so yeah thank you for thank you for sharing that i found that uh, really really inspiring i love hearing how people are you know really committing to that uh, artistic life in in yeah. w- whatever situation they're they're in and uh, that's that's really great okay so so being uh, an artist it's not the easiest of paths to follow we talked a little bit about um looking at other people's work and sort of feeling uh, feeling that our work doesn't measure up and having to, you know, talk with ourselves and say, <laughs> snap out of it kind of thing. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, there is always that, uh, that fear of criticism, that, you know, comparison and, and so on. And, you know, we want to grow an audience for our work, even though we're doing it for ourselves. So how do you... I think you've talked about this probably. You you have you talked about the book that you've uh, you've done and the the pictures you've done and stuff that you've you've been doing for others. But how do you just say a little bit about how you balance it, balance all this, and remain motivated? You know, all with that. If if you feel that you've already said it, then you don't have to say as much. <laughs> no, I just want to make fine. sure. I I just want to make sure I give you an opportunity to talk about that rather than yeah, you know yeah. just 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 sort of gloss over it. Just in case, mm. did you want to add anything to that or? Um, yeah, I guess um, it's it's always hard trying to push yourself and push yourself out there because you want to. For me, I want to make my art um, something so that I guess when I retire from my day job (laughs) that I've got, you know, a little business or something happening that I can make extra money from and also, you know, keep promoting myself. So I'm always trying to find new ways of, you know, promoting my work and and putting it out there. And as I said, you know, partly I enjoy writing as well. So the book was a bit bit a different angle, but, um, you know, I've been to craft fairs and I've been to – I go in – a lot of shows. I used to go in a lot of shows, um, both in Adelaide and interstate. And you, but you have to create the work physically and then get it shipped and all that sort of stuff. And 
sometimes, you know, they only let you put the kids in so many shows. So sometimes if they haven't sold, you end up with a pile. Um, and and recently I ended up giving a whole pile to my mum's church and they had a silent auction and uh, sold all my work. So that was nice, but the church That's got nice. money, but never mind. You did it, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I did it. But still, <laughs> your work's out there somewhere making people happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I also um, was lucky enough uh, when I went to Tasmania um, last year, I ended up getting several big pieces of my work into a specialist room. So that's on display in a big heart surgery down there. So that was nice. And there's some a few things I'm trying with a few hotels, you know, like brand new hotels, trying to get your work in those. Because if you can actually get, you know, your work in there, they'll tend to buy a piece for every room or the lobby areas. So that's sort of on the go. But I, I try a few things. Um, I've done a lot of overseas um, competitions as well um, and had a little bit of a success but um, it's just getting it's actually getting your name out there so that hopefully one day people are going to go oh I remember her I really like this or this or this so let's see what she's doing now so obviously I have a few websites and and some are triggered for some of my my fan fantasy type works if you like and others more of my serious architectural type work or floral work, that sort of thing. So I'm sort of trying to target a few different audiences as to what I do. Um, and obviously I'm, I'm always on the hunt or always on the go to find different things to try. Um, and within reason, obviously you've got to be, you know, a bit more careful. You don't just want to splurge money for the sake of it. I had people offering me magazine, you know, spots that, you know, they want you to pay $1,000 for it. It's like, well... You know, you just don't get the – yes, you might get the publicity, but if you're not going to then get any return on it, you just can't keep spending that sort of money, um, you know, and it's not going anywhere. So you just sort of have to balance, you know, what you do in those certain areas. But I'm always looking for new ideas. I don't want to go down to, you know, selling little things, tacky little things, you know, just for the sake of it. I want my, my big pieces and my beautiful pieces and my, you know, my – best work out there. I don't want to just do something that's going to, yeah, okay, I could sell a thousand of those for, you know, 20 cents each sort of thing. I don't, I don't no. want to do that, you know. I, so. I, I concur. Mm. I concur with mm. you. I, I, and mm. I, I love the way you, because really this is what being a creative entrepreneur is about, right? Yep. Um, mm -hmm. There is, a, and, and it's trying, at least in my experience, it's doing, it's doing lots of things consistently and trying to see what works maybe this didn't maybe this works maybe this doesn't and keeping on trying things and keeping the big picture in mind and not being mm -hmm. distracted by every single thing that kind of comes past in the Russian stream right because <laughs> you can just fray yourself in so many different in so many different directions but that's really that's really cool and it's it's encouraging i think it'd be encouraging to other artists as well to you know we've got to you've got to work at it that's the other side of oh, it right absolutely. you have to absolutely. work at it <laughs> i always have that <laughs> nobody's gonna do it for you and no one's gonna yeah. come and discover you you actually have to um do it consistently but the the good thing is that if you do it consistently for long enough and you're patient you you can't help but win. That's that's I I just think the law of averages means that you just have to keep on and not give up. 
right? Yep. Yep, yeah, definitely. <laughs> as, as, as with anything, and especially with art. And it, it's mm. difficult when you, you can't devote as much time to it as you would ideally like oh, to, know. right? Exactly. Because yep. even if you're not physically, even if you're physically, even if you're thinking about it, you still need time to actually apply to it and, and do the things and, and, and rest in between, right? Without having to sort of, you know, schedule all your time around everything. But you exactly. know what? One day, one day at a time is the way I look at it. <laughs> Definitely. That's the way to go. <laughs> okay, so what would you say, Trish, are your two biggest challenges and how do you how do you overcome or meet these challenges? So you can start with one and talk mm. about how you meet that and then maybe start and uh, talk about the other one. Yeah, one of them I guess was um uh I had a think about this the other day was I, I went through this this hurdle of again as we said before looking at our magazines that come out and looking at all the beautiful work and there's probably you know half a dozen artists I could name and go oh my god that's just stunning work and I I can never do that and you know how do how do I do that and then I got to the point as I said before it's like enough already I can't do that work I don't have the time to devote to doing that sort of work um, and therefore stop you know stop trying to put yourself down because you can't do that work um, you know do what you do best and and learn from that and keep keep developing that and keep making that better and better and better um, and just and just go with that and w- once I finally sort of made myself realize that I, I you know I'm not that sort of artist um, that really helped me get to a point where I thought, okay, I can do what I can do and I'm happy with that, you know, and that was sort of how I did that. I guess the other challenge is trying to, again, as I said before, trying to get yourself out there and get yourself recognised without having to sell your soul or sell, you know, a thousand bank bank cards, you know, to do this stuff because, you know, if you're not getting any money back, you know, I mean, I, I don't necessarily always want to be thinking I'm doing my art just to sell um, because there are times I, I make a piece of art just to be happy um, and I just think, wow, I like that and I enjoy that and I'll put it on my screensaver and keep it there and, it, you know, if my screen, my phone's on my desk at work and it pops up, you know, if there's a message pops up and I see my work, I go, wow, I did that, <laughs> you know, and you can sort of feel proud of what you've done. Um so yeah, it's still it is trying to find ways of of actually getting your work out there and and getting it sold. I mean, you, as I said, I don't have to sell every single piece, do, but it would just be nice to you know have a few sales here and there to keep your you know keep your motivation and your your spirits up, as it were. But um, obviously, <laughs> you know, spending a bit of you know keeping it to buy, you know, although I shouldn't ever say I I hate it when <laughs> every day I get emails of these. Um, may I need to delete emails because I keep seeing somebody's email. Oh, look! Look at our latest kits, and you just go, "Oh, I love that." <laughs> I tell you something. Oh. I have to. I have to not look at them because I buy if I open the I email know, and I'm know. just down. I'm just down I that know. rabbit hole, and I'm not coming up for air. And I, I look at it, and they're they're not 
expensive if you're buying them, you know, singly. But then I think, oh, I like this one. I like that one. And I had to say, look, look, girl, look, girl, you are just, you're not even using, you, you, before you get to use these things, it's going to, you've got I such a lot to go through. Hundreds but, and hundreds and hundreds. So I don't but, and I know, but they are. <laughs> They are so amazing and beautiful that uh, I, I never regret buying them. I just have to control myself these days. Exactly. You know, one of these days I'm going to be retired and on that government pension and I won't be able to buy them, but I've still got them now, so I'll have you know what? Yeah, you'll find a way. Where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> and what I end up doing is, is going through, you know, say a week at a time and going, right, this designer, I'm just only going to create with their stuff for a week. <laughs> I say that myself. I tell you, we must be reading each other's thoughts because I have exactly these same thoughts. And you know what? It never works. <laughs> I stick to my same old five, unfortunately. Do you? But then, yep. then I then I feel guilty. I think, oh, you know, there's this designer's work and mm. I really should try something different mm. and, you know, just mm. to break out of that. Okay. Yep. I've used yep. these because I have, I think four or five that I do. Well, maybe, maybe even three, <laughs> if I'm <laughs> being honest, I can name them, but yep. I do incorporate a lot of other, a lot of other designers textures in my work. Yep. If I'm looking for yep. a particular, you know, you get to that point in your art where you're creating something and you think, I know how I want this to look exactly. and I know yep. this designer does this kind of thing. I know I have this yep. texture, so I'm yep. going to find it and I'm going to yep. experiment with it. I love it when you get into that piece because you know where you want the piece to go there rather than, exactly. oh, okay, I'm going to try this. I'm yep. going to try that. Yep. But, exactly. uh, and it, and there's such a lot of uh, variety of textures and new things coming mm. on the market mm. that I just wish I had enough time to try them all, but exactly. <laughs> I, I haven't figured out how, how to do that. But uh, Trish, just to get, I, I love those two, those two, I love those two challenges. I love those two points, these two points that you brought up because fundamentally as artists and i think we said this earlier in 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 this chat you know looking at other people's work and feeling and and, and comparing is is it can really stop people and i think i've done mm. a, i've actually done a uh, in one of my earlier episodes, I talked about this because it's all the people were talking about and feeling demoralized or demotivated, really, because they look at all the beautiful work and they think they can't do this. And then and mm. then they think that well, they, they can't create art, which is mm. which is not true. You, you have to just develop the confidence in yourself and just um, trust yourself, really trust, trust your, 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 your own process because everybody's different and everybody's at a different stage in their journey and everybody's at a different level. So there's always going to be art that's better or art that's, you know, art to learn from. And I, I just think that's, that's really the way to go for people. So if any people are listening to this and they've been putting themselves down because they, they, they're looking at something and thinking they could never do this. Well, a, you probably could if you really wanted to, but maybe what it is, you want to find your own style and what you're happy creating without yeah. feeling pressured to go in a particular direction. And it's easy to feel that pressure, right? It really That's is right. easy. Definitely. Yeah, in the, in the magazine, you see, oh, well, it must be these this kind of work that gets... Um, uh, that gets chosen and you think yeah. well I don't want to do that kind of work so I yeah. won't be chosen but exactly. maybe yeah. maybe that's not such a big deal 
I had to go away from that and stop stop worrying stop. about that. Well, if I don't yeah. get in the mag, I don't get in the mag, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, true. But it's a very, it's a, it's imp- it's an important point, I think, and I, I I'm mm. really glad that you you talked about that. And also, maybe later we'll we'll actually do a talk about the you know getting our out, out there and and finding buyers and collectors for our work and so on. Because I share That's many good. of the thoughts that that you do, and I've experimented mm. with a lot of <laughs> with a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some good, some bad, but uh, exactly. that's that's the way it is right okay so um so you talked a bit trish about uh you you work full-time and yet you still do a lot of work so how do you balance that and if you want to talk very briefly about you do your work for your you're on the anaspolis uh, team and you're also on the foxy squirrel uh mm-hmm. team uh so yes. tell me how that how you you balance that and why do you enjoy that so much the 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 kit creation side. I'm not talking about the work side, although you might yeah. enjoy the work. But <laughs> I, um, well, yeah, I I was on Foxy's um, team before I was on Anna's, and it was really only I think I said something to her once about, um, well, goodness me, you know, I wish you would just stop putting out so many great kits because I just, you know, I'm just dying here spending so much money laugh 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 you know and she said well if you were on my team you'd get them for free and I went what (laughs) and so I said well what do I do you know so so again she she told us that you know there's certain requirements we need to do and the same with Anna's that um, we obviously get the kits ahead of time um, to be able to create with them and then at certain points we have to put them on the relevant um, social media sites and and explain what we've done. We have to write blogs and that sort of thing. Um, and it, it's mainly um, so that um, other people who are wanting to buy them um, can see what you can do with them, you know. And sometimes, you know, you can look, especially, I mean, Foxies are amazing. They're so weird and wonderful and, and funny and, you know, beautiful and clever, you know, and that sort of thing. So you can do really lovely you know, imaginary scenes or, you know, beautiful portraiture type things, whereas Anna's are beautifully artistic and swirls and colours and unbelievably beautiful stuff. I'm I'm just enamoured with her work. Um, But, um, yeah, so I get the kits and and we have, like, for instance, um, Foxy doesn't have set time. She'll, She'll obviously, again, with her creative ideas whenever she's done the creative idea she'll put the kit out but um Anna's a little bit more regimented um and so which is good for me because I am a bit of a regimented person so um as I said because I work full time I I know that you know we have Anna puts her sales products out on a Wednesday and then new stuff on a Friday so we get given the kits you know uh, weekend or during early in the week and, and then you know when they have to be ready to be done so um, I tend to go normally it's great with the with the Anna ones I get them like say late Thursday or Friday and then they've got to be ready for the following Wednesday so you know that's fine with me I, I tend to download them um, the, on the Thursday night and then I start looking at them and working out what I'm going to do then I've usually got the weekend to play um, but most of the time, um, if I've bought something, I'll download it at night. Um, and I'm my partner laughs at me because he says, I don't know how you can be so, you know, I'll be watching a movie on TV and I'll be doing a piece of art or yep. downloading stuff and working on stuff. 
And yeah. Go, I, I don't get this movie. Oh, this, you know, this is weird. I don't understand. I'll go, well, blah, 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 blah. And they did this, <laughs> they did that. And, they, and you're going, how the hell do you do that? How do you do I, that? I, am, I, I can be so, you know, I can be doing 10 things at once. And I think my work life has just made me do that. Yes. Um, you know, and you just can, you know, like I, I can be listening to something and, and working away, you know, and, and be able to, you know, comprehend three conversations going on in the room as well, you know. Yes, <laughs> yeah. but, but I just do it because I know, especially for, you know, on the team things, I want to make sure I, I, I do what I have to because they've given me the honour of being on their team, so I need to make sure I meet the requirements to, to do that. But also because we get them, we're allowed to use them for our personal use but not for, you know, for sales of our own products. So I do... I'm very, very, very specific on my computer. I have, you know, my commercial stuff that's allowable to use for my sales and then stuff that's just personal. So I really am so squeaky clean and worrying about that that I make sure that anything I use in my products that I'm selling is I've got the license for or it's come from, you know, our Kaizen stuff, which we get the four licenses and everything for. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I have to keep them definitely separate on my computer because I hmm. never want to, you know, cause a drama with anybody over that. No, but, that's true. Um, that's very, yeah, very good so that, point. That keeps me, you know, like where am I? Okay, I'm in my personal stuff. So, you know, therefore don't, you know, don't create something that I want to sell. And I have folders of my finished pieces that are like saleable items or just personal or just I can put it on social media, but it doesn't go anywhere, you know, yeah. like I can't sell it or anything so that that sort of keeps me you know busy but I yeah I, I spend a lot of time maybe at night I might spend say an hour or so sometimes two um doing some stuff it might be just starting an, an idea and then leaving it to think about or sometimes it's really weird sometimes I can spend hours and hours and hours on a piece and another time I can spend you know, half an hour, and I've done something. And go, oh, I'm really happy with that. You know, yeah. that one, you know, and yeah. boom, it just comes together really quickly. You know, I guess sometimes if you've got the idea, that helps. You know, up front. Whereas if you're sitting in front of a blank screen, then that's really hard. Oh, <laughs> uh, the blanks, blank yeah. canvas. I know I did an episode <laughs> about the blank canvas, and mm. like you say, sometimes you can spend hours on something, and mm. it you still have to walk away from it and come back to it and the other mm. thing i found sometimes because we create the same we use a lot of the same tools and textures to create uh to create our, our and i i don't know whether i said this but i love anna Astis and i love foxy squirrels mm. uh sets as as well um yeah. and i use them i use them a lot in my mm. work com my commercial work so all my all, yeah. all the licenses and everything but sometimes yep. you 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 put a couple of things together and they boom it works, exactly. yeah, you know, and you right. think, wow, I only need to add a few more things to this and it's going to be, I know where this is going to go. So sometimes yep. it's like, uh, you know, you actually have that. And I get all excited when that, <laughs> when that happens. <laughs> it's, it, it's not the norm. I have to say that it mm. tends not to be the norm, but every so often no, you think, really. I wonder what would happen if I put these two together. And then you put it together, yeah. you start playing with the blend modes and everything. You think, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. Right. Yep. This looks like something, um, something that has potential here, and I'm not going to spend exactly. like two days doing it. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, yeah. But so, so thank you. Sorry, go on, Trish. 
I think one of my um, best things that I came across, and I probably, I don't know whether a lot of people do it or not, is once I've got a kit from a designer, um, I actually break it up and I break it into papers, backgrounds, elements, brushes. And so if I know I'm working with a develop with a designer, should develop I'm thinking about work, do it. Yeah. <laughs> a designer <laughs> a designer, I will say, okay, so you know, right, here's my picture, um, I need a background. So instead of going through like if I've got, you know, one designer's fifty of her kits, I think, oh, I don't want to keep going in and out of kit and then I keep all the kit covers in one folder as well. So if I can't remember what's in, I quickly look in through the kit covers. But I normally go, okay, so I need a background. And so then I'll open up the folder with all the backgrounds and I've got a second screen that I use. So I put them on the second screen while I've got my um, Photoshop one on the on the, my laptop screen I'm using. And I'll just look across at the second screen and be scrolling up and down and go, oh, I like that one. So then that becomes my background. And then, you know, I build it from there and then I go, right, I need some elements in there. Okay, I know she uses this or I know she does this. And so for me to get to things quicker as well also helps stop procrastination because you could sit there for hours looking for something but if you know a rough idea of what a designer designs like then you can say right I know you know Jen Maddox does this or Anna does that or Katie Perpeat does this or Rebecca McMean does that you know and so you can know where you can go and grab from and I just find I end up dragging things really quickly onto my, you know, layers into my Photoshop thing, and then I go, oh, oh yeah, no, oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh we we saw <laughs> <of> creating. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, we sort of create in uh, in uh, very similar ways, actually. It's really fascinating to talk to people about how they do things. Like, I'm not a process-focused person, um, although at work it sometimes may not be the case. But um, I, I, I love hearing how people pull things together because you never, nobody ever sees this piece of it, right? And it obviously is the longest piece. You see the finished piece. Yeah. They see the finished art and with no idea of how many different decisions like a hundred different decisions may have gone into one piece of art right which mm, never yeah. sees the light of day so no, that's I, I always love hearing how people do it especially when I can picture in my mind these very textures and and, and elements that they're using right so that's mm -hmm. that's really good okay so yeah. Trish um where can people find out more about your your work Okay, well, I do have several websites, which I think I've sent to you that you can perhaps copy in your notes, but I've got a, um, a website um, on um, Wix.com, and that's mainly for my sort of fancy floral type work and that sort of thing. And then I've also got a, um, my, um, I think it's my portfolio with Adobe for my um, mainly architectural type stuff. Um, and then, yeah, I guess I'm on, on um, Instagram, um, Trish6150 at Instagram. I'm on Facebook on, um, I think it's just Trish's artwork on there. Um, so, yeah, just pop myself on a few few things to try and, you know, get myself out there with. Try and in increase your exposure there. And uh, mm. for, li for listeners, I will be put, put in uh, the links to Trish's site in the show notes, so you will be able to check out her wonderful work on her various sites. Right, so just moving on here, Trish, 
what do you see as your vision for yourself and your art and your creative life? And where would you say that you are on that journey? Um, I guess I'm a fair, what I would say, a fair way along it. Um, I've, I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but I've, you know, it's probably the last four or five years I've really pushed myself um, to a different level that I've I would have ever been before. Um, I'm actually got braver in doing things. Um, I'll ask people, can I do something? Like before, I was always too scared to have a go at saying, you know, walking into a gallery and saying, look, here's my work. Would you, you know, would you let me have an exhibition or would you hang some work? You know, I, three or four years ago, I would have been petrified in doing that. Um, but now I just think, well, they can only say no. Um, and so a, a lot of times I've walked, I've walked into a florist shop where I think, oh, wow, I love your, flor you know, your floral decorations and the way you do things. And, you know, sometimes I think, well, they may not want you to take photos because you're pinching ideas because you're another florist or something. But when I start to show them work on my iPad or something like that, and I'll say, look, I love your flowers. I love the way you've done them. I'd really like to use them. Would you mind if I took photos? And 90% of the time, 99% of the time, they go, sure, you know, and I'll just say, okay, have you got an Instagram account or have you got a Facebook account that I can, I'll post to it for you and give you the credit for the work, you know, and that sort of thing. So it's it's given me a lot of um, push, really, and confidence to to just have a go at things and, and just go, well, you know, I like what I'm doing, so hopefully you will too. Um, and again, you know, as I said, there's lots of other places I'd like to do things with, but again, it's, you know, that little step by step by step trying to work out what it is I want to do and where I want to go and how I'm going to actually get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's 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 great. It's very, mm. very encouraging. I think the main thing is that we're thinking about it and making those steps, but also mm. doing whatever we can do where we are now, right? Mm. Yeah. Rather than worrying about oh, well, how will I get there and how you know, just work, just working it out because you can only do that's so right. much at a time, right? And yeah, yeah. So that's that is really encouraging and inspirational. So do you have any? tips for artists and creatives who'd like to do what you're you're doing and maybe haven't started or maybe they've had some of the thoughts that you you've had and they they're you know just what advice would you give them mm. well i think um one of the best things obviously is join sebastian michael's um sites he's fantastic and he, he's so encouraging and the things he does for you obviously getting into kaizen's not that easy um, it's very rare to be able to get in there now, but obviously if you get into photo artistic, um, the photo creative group first and then into awake when you can is wonderful because the, the camaraderie you get with other people, um, I've made massive amount of friends, um, you know, some I've met now, it's wonderful to be able to actually meet a lot of our Aussie ones um, and it just helps you, you know, get where you're going with your art and YouTube, I mean, YouTube is amazing. If you want to learn something with Photoshop or just, I mean, Anna herself has massive amount of um, videos on there. So, you know, anything you want to know or understand how she uses her stuff is, is a great way to, to get there and just try stuff and really push yourself. Just just have a go, you know. It, it's If you don't try it, you're never going to know, you know. So just, just go for it, you know, and really 
just think, well, and sometimes I, you know, I, I don't mean this to sound awful, but I don't get a lot of encouragement from friends and family. Sometimes they don't understand what I'm doing or they don't. They lo- sometimes they'll see some of my, what I call my pretty pieces. They'll go, oh, wow, that's lovely, that's pretty, that's sweet, whatever. But, you know, <laughs> I think they're all wrapped up in their own world, their own things. And so for them, it's it's not not my not you know it's not a passion for them like it is for me so you just have to really just think about well whether they like it or not it's what you like and what you want to do have a go because you know you can you can always delete it you know <laughs> you know there's there's tons of disk space you can always buy disk space I've just bought another you know four terabytes of external yeah. drive <laughs> I buy a lot of those. Yeah, it's it's all you can do, and be happy with what you've done, and and learn from it. And you know, as I said, YouTube is a fantastic you know way of learning stuff. If you don't know how, to, I, if I don't know how to do something, I'll Google it. Good old Google. <laughs> it's, how do I do this, you know? And Isn't so, it amazing, so. though? I mean, I, mm. I always think about, I mean, I think we're, we're talking now and I go to YouTube for, you know, if there's something I don't know, or I, like you, I will Google it and I'll put in the question because you can bet that it doesn't matter how obscure the issue is, somebody else has had that and somebody else has written something Absolutely. up there. Yeah. It, is just yeah. inc- it is just incredible. And you're so right about YouTube for mm. videos like how to do things. It's it's really like a, a gold mine. It, it it really is my go-to. I'll go and look mm. there first. <laughs> and uh, I, I thank God for for YouTube and Google then. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah, Definitely. but yeah. very good very good tips for uh, people <laughs> who want to get started. You know, join some groups on uh, on on Facebook for uh, like yeah. the photo artistry groups. I can I can <laughs> second that. Uh, try and get into the uh, the the awake group, for, which you can do from the photo artistry group. And, uh, and you know, and then reach out and connect with people in because naturally you reach out and connect with people in those groups, right? And they're mm, very support, they're very supportive, yeah. and uh, they they really are some the the cool coolest groups I've been in on um, in especially in this artistic journey. Some of the mm. coolest groups for their encouragement, support, and basically just propelling propelling artists forward if they want to move forward, yeah, right? right? You know, exactly. there's, no, there's no angst, and uh, it that really helps your creative oh, we're progress. Like a family, aren't we? Yeah, and, 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 and it's not competitive. It's not that somebody's no. trying to do something better than somebody else. Everybody everybody helps everybody else, right? That's right, definitely. Yeah, so those are some really, really good tips from Trish. If you're listening to this and you're wondering, oh, how do I do this digital art and how do I express myself better in this in this wonderful medium? Okay, so do you have any last thoughts you'd like to share, Trish, before we wrap this interview up? <laughs> really just just <laughs> just have a go I mean you know life's too short to you know keep thinking I wish I could do that I wish I could do that I mean you know I, I, I have to say it to myself as well all the time but you know it's just there's so many things you can learn and being amongst this group especially you know the awake group in that we've become a family you know we, we you know we're upset when when something ha- bad happens to us we don't even know these people they're on the other side of the world but you know when you find out they've lost a family member or whatever it's and you know we just you you cry with them and you you laugh with them and you share your work with them and and just just get out there and do it really you know if you want to become an artist or you want to just do art for your own personal benefit just get out there and do it that's all i can say (laughs) 
Wise, very wise words. Just <laughs> get out there. Just, just, just do it. You know, life is yeah, too short yeah. to yeah, to be me. worrying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a story behind that too. But you know, life life is too short and. I really think that, you know, opportunities that we have are kind of unprecedented now. I mean, you're on the other mm. side of the world and I'm chatting to you on my Saturday morning and your, and, and your <laughs> Saturday night. <laughs> and there's no morning, a Sunday morning now. <laughs> oh, gosh. Sunday morning now. And, uh, of course, I can't keep up with the time differences, but who cares, right? <laughs> have tech, we'll talk. So um, <laughs> where there's a will, there is a way, as I say. Well, Trish... Definitely. Thank you. I can't thank you enough for um, chatting to me from the other side of the world, as it were, <laughs> yeah. That's and, been a pleasure. and sharing your your really rich stories from <laughs> your your adventures in England. That's what you should call that when the film comes out, right? Trish's adventures <laughs> in London. <laughs> well, I want to be in the next Sounds of Devon movie. So that yeah. <laughs> Keep at it. You never know. Never say never. Oh my gosh. You know? Well, I don't know whether you watch Game of Thrones, but it seems like everybody who's anybody has been there as an extra oh, or something. No, so, you know. That's, that's my next session on Netflix. <laughs> have, you, have, you, have you seen it at all? Have you not watched no, Game of Thrones? I've, I've never seen any of it. So oh, I know all right. Like or something, so. You are in for a treat. Yeah, You're in absolutely. for a, a very, very interesting journey. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to go down that route again because we'll be here talking for days. Um, <laughs> but so I'm going to bring, we're going to wrap up this interview now. So, Trish, thank you very much for joining me, um, joining us, uh, all our listeners from uh, what part of Australia? Is it Melbourne? Is it Melbourne yeah, or Adelaide? Adelaide. In South yeah. Australia, yeah. and talking with me and sharing sharing your story with our our listeners. So everybody, you can uh, check out Trish's uh, links in the show notes, and I hope you you will check out her work and uh, touch base with her. Give her some encouragement if you like her work. And I am going to wrap up this interview now and say, take care of yourselves, and bye for now. You've been listening to Nikki Jameson. Artist Talks, this is the podcast where we talk to artists and sh they share their stories and we get lots of encouragement and inspiration from them. So, until the next time, let's keep talking. Take care. Bye for now. Bye, Trish. Bye. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to Nikki Jameson Art Talks with guest artist Trish Hoskin. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoyed our interview. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast for more artist interviews. You can find Nikki Jameson at NikkiJameson.com, Nikki Jameson Art, or follow me on Instagram at Nikki Jameson. Thanks a lot for listening, and bye for now.